Well, there's a, a bit of a nip in the air. That means fall is here, and could say football season is finally here, the first half of the season. A bit of a preamble to what is to come for the Ohio State Buckeyes. A challenging opponent Saturday in Ohio Stadium, although how much luster is off this one, eh, we'll debate today here on the We Tackle Life podcast. Bruce Willie, Chris Spielman with you. Wisconsin losing to Illinois, certainly not as big a deal as it would have been otherwise. I think we might have had game day here if it was uh, unbeaten and unbeaten. Instead, game day is going to the uh, Battle of South Dakota, or North Dakota, I guess. North Dakota State and North Dakota, which, you know, is nice for them when they go to sure. the uh, small schools. Well, uh, plus it's on Fox, so I don't know if sure. game day is going to sit there and promote... A Fox game. Well, they go to SEC yeah, I, games yeah. that are on CBS. They yeah. they say they're independent of the status of the game, or who are not yeah. the status of the game, but whoever has the game. Well, we know that the Fox pregame show will be there, and it Urban Meyer is going to be there. It will be there. And before we talk about that, sir, um, I'm sorry for you. You're in some some degree of physical pain today, no, I'm people. Not. Unless it's... they're watching on YouTube, <laughs> they can't tell that. Spiels has a uh, homemade sling yeah. on your right. It's an ace bandage. I have my sling from my shoulder replacement from Orthopedic <laughs> One that I'd be more than happy to loan to you, but you say uh, you can... Uh, oh, I got a PRP shot in my elbow. I had a torn ligament in my elbow, and I got a PRP and, uh, shot, and it's swollen up pretty good, so I don't have... I can't really move my arm right now, so hopefully that'll get better. And PRP is uh, platelet-rich... So I don't know what the uh, other plasma? Is. I don't know. I don't know, but it, they shoot platelets. Were they your own? You spin your blood. Yeah, they spin, yeah. take your blood out, spin your blood, and shoot it back in to promote healing. So uh, I, it's it's a little rough at the Well, they the shoot it one. in there, and there's already stuff in there, and yeah. there's no place for it to go, and so you get a big knot, and yeah. it hurts pretty significantly so, for the first but, 48 yeah, hours. We'll get it going here. But anyway, I was looking at the Wisconsin-Illinois game, and I was thinking about it. I, I'd much rather have... I think I would want Wisconsin to have won that game, not not because of sure. the matchup and all that. I just think that for Wisconsin, they'll play better because they lost. I mean, I think they're a team that believes in themselves. They're going to refocus. Jonathan Taylor has a chance to prove, okay, how good can he do it against uh, a really good defense, maybe the the best defense in the Big Ten in my opinion. And it's so, not the best defense in the nation. That's Wisconsin's, if you look at the numbers. Right. and Just and, crazy. But, yeah, it is. And so, But it's a good test for Ohio State because of those numbers. And a lot of people are coming to this game. I talked to our friend Dennis Dodd. He'll be here covering it. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a big deal. And I know this is not a big deal, but it is to some people. Um, individual awards, too, right? This is a chance for Justin Fields to get yeah, making a better believe it. spotlight. Chase Young, we just saw a video of Chase Young, what he can do. J.K. Dobbins, who quietly is going to maybe become, I don't know. He's moving up the records moving pretty up. quick. So I'm excited for the game, and I think there's a lot of good players. I really like Jonathan Taylor, and I like this Wisconsin offensive line. And if they're able to make it a short game and play a perfect game and not turn it over and have – Ohio State have some self-inflicted wounds. It'll be a close ball game. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor is an interesting matchup. Uh, I think for Wisconsin to win the game, J uh, Jonathan Taylor and Jack Cohn have to play better than they've played all season, and they've both played very well all season. Well, the, and the offensive line has yeah. to be like a Wisconsin offensive line. The one concern I would have is that Wisconsin is so unique in their offense because it's it's more – 
of a lot of pulling guards, double team stuff like that. Fullback, that the, tight the front end, seven, those guys yeah. for Ohio State is going to be really tested right here. And I should say front eight because you'll have some guys up there in the box. So they got to make sure that they're really gap sound. Everybody has a responsibility on that defensive front, from linebackers to safeties. That when you're the open guy or the unblocked guy in the hole, you're going to have to get Jonathan Taylor on the ground because of his speed. Now he's a hundred meter champion, I believe, he coming is out in of New school. Jersey. Yes. So because of his speed, if he miss, if you miss him, he's off. He's gone. He doesn't look like a scat back, but nobody catches him from behind. <laughs> Wait, now, yeah. now watch Kendall uh, or watch uh, Jeff Okuda or yeah. uh, you know, not that I Damon Arnett or not somebody. A, not that I think he'll get ahead of him, but if yeah. he does, watch somebody will catch well, him from behind. That's the thing, and I, and I do something every week on our broadcast about what makes a position good. What makes a good running back is the the usual, the vision, the balance, mm-hmm. patience, but the one thing is they have the uncanny ability to make a guy miss in the hole 7 out of 10 times. That's the percentage that I put on it. We saw that with Dalvin Cook uh in the game that I did against Detroit, Nick Chubb does it once in a while. Yes, he does. Nobody can catch those guys. And so that's the challenge for Ohio State. If you're the on-block player and you're at the hole and Jonathan Taylor has four yards, you keep it to a four-yard game because he can take a four-yard game by making you miss and turn it into a 60-yard touchdown run. Uh, it is a noon start, which means uh, you have your choice on the tailgating side. You can go breakfast, you can go lunch, and we are excited <laughs> to tell you about our new sponsor here on the Spielman Who wow. We Tackle Life podcast. And it's the perfect sponsor, in uh, my view, because it is Stover Farms Custom Meats. You obviously um, have a great history as an Ohio State linebacker, and we believe that there's a great history ahead of Mr. Football from this past season, Cade Stover of Lexington High School. Cade Stover is the son of uh, Trevor Stover, and that's Stover Farms Custom Meats. So if you want to eat like Mr. Football, yeah. uh, you will go to Stover Farms Custom Meats retail location in Powell, 4000 Presidential Parkway. I believe there's a traffic light right there at Presidential Parkway just off Sawmill. And uh, this is a cool place because what they do at Stover Farms is they grow their own Angus beef. And then they butcher it, and they bring it down here. And so you get non-GMO, no-hormone, grass-fed Angus beef, the really good stuff, know what's in your beef, uh, know what you're cooking when you're grilling steaks, know what uh, is in your steak. They also have uh, the same kind of quality pork and poultry. And Spielman and Hooley listeners, if you go to their uh, retail location, which is uh, now open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 Thursday, Friday, 9 a.m. to 4.30 Saturday. So you can stop in and get it Saturday morning before the game. Mention the Spielman and Hooley podcast. They'll give you 15% off. So uh, keep it in mind for Thanksgiving. Keep it in mind for anything. If you want to take a dinner party to the next level, get your steaks, your burgers, uh, your bacon, anything like that, your chicken from Stover Farms Custom Meats, retail location, 4000 Presidential Parkway, and their website is StoverFarmsCustomMeats.com. So you go in there and you go, hey, hey, what's your beef? There you go. Where's the beef? And Trev will point to the case and he'll go, it's right there. No, we've had it, and it's, it's great. phenomenal. It, it is, is so phenomenal. My kids were so excited about this. They're like, Dad, does this mean we get steaks again? I'm like, oh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So Stover Farms Custom Meats. All right, uh, Urban Meyer's going to be there with the Fox crew. I brought a possum I saw on the road. I thought maybe you guys could cook that oh, up for dinner tonight. Thanks. Are you guys not at no, that level not, yet? We're not, not, we're not, we don't have Granny Clampa here to <laughs> Do the possum. There were about gels. actually there were about three possums on the way out here to the hinterlands of Hooli Manor. Yeah, <laughs> dead gone. No skunks. <laughs> um, Urban says he will watch the game from a booth mm-hmm. in the uh, press box rather than watching it on the field. 
because uh, I guess he sort of, you know, uh, jokingly told the Chicago Tribune that he'd want to jump in there and call a play or something. It will be difficult for him. Uh, I, I think it's going to be extremely difficult. I mean, he's still raw and fresh, right? Everything is still fresh Everything. in his mind. It's not even been a year, obviously. And so when you take a look at, at Urban, I, I I think he is excited about one thing. He doesn't have to get on a plane and go to L.A. this week. So I know he's excited about that. But the other thing is, I mean, this is going to be, like we talked about on Monday, it's another first. And if he can get through this first, it'll get easier and easier. But I think he's wise to stay away from the sidelines because that's where you feel the energy of the game. If you're in a suite or in a booth, you're isolated, and you don't quite feel the energy. That's the beauty about doing a, an NFL broadcast. Like, I could, I could care less if it's minus 20 degrees, Bruce. I want the windows open in the press box. Yeah. Then I jack those headphones up really loud so I get all the crowd noise so you feel that energy. In a booth, of uh, Urban, I think, is wise of watching the game from there and observing. ESPN's doing a really good job with a, like a college football documentary and ongoing thing throughout the year where they've done the history. They did the integration of the South. Last night, the edition was on Notre Dame. It was all Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And the difficulties of winning at Notre Dame, the history of Notre Dame, the pressure on people like Eric Parsegian and then the Jerry Faust era and Lou Holtz and all that. And uh, you know Urban, you know, is, I, th- I would imagine as well as anybody in the football uh, realm. I just wonder, because you spent so much time with him and you probably had some faith discussions with Urban, would he feel like if Notre Dame ever were to come open, if Brian Kelly were to go to the NFL, uh, would he feel like Notre Dame is a calling for him, that it's like a merging of his profession and his faith and be something that he'd feel like he couldn't turn down because of that or not? I, I think there was a time. That, th- maybe a, a fair more way for me to ask it is, would it weigh on him heavily, that protect, I, that I merger? Think he, I, I think there would be a, a twinge or a twinkle or yeah. just a feeling in his stomach. And, of course, he'd think about it and, mm-hmm. you know, probably not be able to do that. I think the one thing that might prevent Urban from ever coaching again is, you know, we know the type of tumor that he has is can cyst. be yeah, the cyst. cyst can be aggravated by stress correct that's what and, we've been told and yes. i think it's not operable from my understanding that is correct that is what we've been told. so i i just think he's going to have a hard time getting back into coaching because it's impossible to coach at the nfl level or a place like notre dame without self-induced stress it's just part of the job and then the stress that you add by yourself uh, but I do think if Notre Dame would come open, I think Urban would say that's the New York Yankees, that's the Dallas Cowboys, that's Notre Dame, that's Ohio State. I think if that job did come open, the challenge of winning at Notre Dame and to be able to bring Notre Dame. Notre Dame was what, playoff team last year, right? They were. Yeah. Uh, maybe bring a, just housed them. Yeah, but bring them to and maybe another national yeah. championship. I mean, uh, again, I, these are the things that draw him, uh, the competition, the ability to overcome certain challenges. These are the things that draw him. But I do think he's at the point in his life and at the age in his life where his legacy is sealed as a head coach. Why risk the health? I I. I don't understand it. Yeah, well, it's just a competitive drive. The fact that he'd miss it and, and nothing would perhaps yeah. fulfill him professionally like uh, coaching football. Then that, would I would, a, that would be, in my opinion, a very selfish decision. I would say, to handicap it, I still say if I had to pick where he'd coach next, I'd still put Ohio State number one because Ryan, I think, is going to have opportunities in the NFL. 
I think USC would be number two on my list because he could win it there. We, you know, we were going to talk today about the five team, five programs that over the past three to five years have, you know, become. You could throw a blanket over those five and pretty much know you're going to get three playoff teams every year. Yeah. It's Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia. What other program do we think in the next three to five years might be might supplant someone in that group and might become a team like that? Now, I don't think Ohio State's going anywhere. I really no. don't think Oklahoma's going anywhere with Lincoln Riley, unless Lincoln Riley leaves to go to the NFL. Well, it depends so. on what transfer quarterback they get in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's two for two. Maybe, three possibly, he could be three for three with a Heisman Heisman's Trophy winner. Number one overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think Jalen Hurts can be number one overall, but he can win the Heisman for sure. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking this through, and I thought there are two schools that I think would uh, loom, loom uh, well, actually three that would jump to the top of my list. USC would be one if they get the right coach because mm-hmm. they're in a league that is a lot like the Big Ten when Urban came into it. It's, it's there to be taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got. Amazing history. They got money. They're private schools, so you know they they got a lot of money. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with you. The USC. other two, um, Texas. I agree with that. And Florida, mm. because of Dan Mullen. I think Florida is in the SEC East, and it would make sense if Georgia's and Georgia would be the team that I would say would be the one that's most apt to fall out of that five. It would make sense that somebody's got to supplant them, and in the SEC East, I'd say Florida. I think there's one you're missing. I, I would. Okay. Re- I agree with. SC in Texas. Okay. The one you're missing, and I, I don't think Florida's that. I really don't. Okay. Uh, I do think Penn State could be that. Well, that would be at the expense of Ohio State. Well, we got we have Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Right? So but why they're not in the same division. Yeah, I, but okay, so if you lose one game, you get them a chance in the championship game yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But Penn State, I mean, as far as everything, the credentials or criteria you were looking for, right? Tradition, mm-hmm. uh, successful past has the have the ability well it's i mean you have the ability to recruit it's a great football factory you have you can recruit the midwest you can go and recruit new jersey penn state is a national brand and i do think if you're talking about potential um teams or programs that can be a perennial playoff contender penn state's not really that far off bruce well, they've played Ohio State very tough under yeah. James Franklin. They just have to take that leap by actually, you know, winning, winning them. Yeah, which uh, you know they did on the fluke block field goal. And that's not going to happen this year, by the way. It's not going to happen this year. In uh, over there, uh, be perhaps, but not here. Not going to happen here. God, this is tough out for Ohio State. I was writing. I was writing this about you know Jack Cone. You could say failed the road test at Illinois. Uh, they played South Florida to start the season on the road. South Florida's dreadful. Then played five straight home games. Yeah. And my question about Cone, if people recall two weeks ago, was playing at Illinois is not going to prepare him for the road environment in Ohio Stadium. Well, he was 10 for 10 on third down at Illinois until he threw the pick yeah. at the end, and that was the one that he – that was the mistake he couldn't make. But I was thinking about that in the context of Justin Fields. It's very possible, Chris, that Justin Fields could go through this entire season <laughs> – in fact, I'd say it's – Pretty much a lock. He's going to go through the entire season and never face a hostile road environment in the fourth quarter when a mistake could cost his team the game. Michigan's the looming road game. 
Michigan's <laughs> going to make the game against Ohio State a four-quarter game? I don't see we that We don't think happening. so. It's always possible. Neutral fields, Big Ten title game, playoff, playoff game. games. But Ohio State's fan base travels to the extent that they never really have a neutral field, or they yeah. certainly never have a significant crowd disadvantage at a neutral. Well, we don't know because a lot of guys, I don't know how he would respond. and We don't want to assume like he would make a poor read. No, like Jack we just Cole. don't know. I mean, I think he would respond because I've watched guys many years that respond better on a road in pressure situations because they want to stick it to the, to the home crowd sure. than they would um, maybe at home. So I, we just don't know. And I, I agree with you. I don't know if he will be tested. I think he'll be tested in a tough game. I don't know when that tough game's coming, but I know it's coming, and I think he will be tested. And from all indications, I do believe that he has everything in his toolbox to respond to every possible challenge that will be presented to this Ohio State football team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he is the problem with Ohio State is uh, if you can cover and if you can hold up up front, he can still – make a play oh, that awful. sustains a drive. As, a defense, as a defense, it's just awful to prepare for guys like 35 that. 35-yard run against Michigan State changed the game. Michigan State was holding up first quarter. They were giving Ohio State problems. He busts the 35-yard run on a scramble, and it's like, oh, we got to account for that. Northwestern, now they were never going to give Ohio State a game Friday night, but they've got Ohio State right where they want them early on a third and 15. He scrambles away. He makes time. He hits a guy. <laughs> and that... That crushes you as a defense. It does. That's that's the, the difference. And I mean, you look at even NFL teams, right? I I've made this statement and I actually been criticized and some people agree with me, some people don't. I think Lamar Jackson can survive in this league. I think Russell Wilson can survive in this league. Obviously, people were asking me about Kyler Murray. And Cliff Kingsbury started having called runs for Kyler Murray. And here's why. I didn't used to think that about NFL players. I just changed it this year because of a couple of experiences. Quarterbacks can protect themselves, right? They know and can control when they get hit, when they don't get hit. They go down, every defender backs off. Yeah. The rules are set up to protect the quarterback. Even when he's a ball carrier, the rules are set up because of the slide rule. But here's why you can have a running quarterback in the National Football League and succeed. And guy can have a long career. Because the mentality of the defender has changed. And I was saw that against Atlanta and Minnesota where Matt Ryan faked like he was going out of bounds. Three Minnesota Vikings pulled up and pulled off of him. He turned right back upfield and got eight more yards before he hit the slide. That's why I think guys like Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, who has called runs, all these guys would called runs can survive in this league because of those three reasons. The rules are set up to protect them. They can protect themselves. And the mentality of the defender has changed when they're tackling or coming in to make contact with a quarterback. Do you agree with that or not? I do. I do. I think uh, that that defensive mindset has totally changed with fines and player safety and concussion awareness and all we those even things. protect them in the pocket of where you can hit yeah, the guy. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, speaking of surviving, uh, the Washington Nationals survived last night, shaky against the Houston Astros. It's our flashes of fun. Picture-perfect play of the day, Juan Soto with the game-tying home run. I level of the hitters. Third youngest player, as you saw, to hit cleanup in a World Series, and he just cleaned up. Wow. Pitch was up. The game is tied. 
wide, and that's up onto the railroad track atop the wall and left. 20 years old and just bursting with power. Yes, indeed. 20 years old. Grand uh, Home run in a World Series. That's got to be pretty cool. Flashes of Fun will take some cool pictures for you. Check them out on the web, flashesofun.com. Senior pictures, pet pictures, you name it, they'll do it. And they're easy to work with, and boy, will you save money. Book online, save $50, flashesofun.com. Joe Buck on that call. Does that mean that uh, Tom will be apart no. from you again this week? No, well, Tom is back because, Joe, I don't think there's a game of World Series on uh, Sunday or championship or whatever. So Where I didn't you? even I know the World our, Series started. I was doing our newsletter, which if you'd like to sign up for the Spielman yeah. and Hooley newsletter, go to spielmanandhooley.com, and it's very easy to do. Uh, we'll, you'll get an email blast every week with links that we're enjoying as we prepare for the show with uh, Faith Corner. And uh, with Chris's NFL schedule, when I know it, and I'm drawing a blank. Where are you this week? Uh, Chicago. Which is a lot of things happening in Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, let's speak to that. The uh, I believe it was Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network said yesterday that the Chicago Bears should trade for Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. What think you of that? Well, I actually don't think it's a bad idea. I don't either. Because <laughs> the Bengals need to find out about Ryan Finley. They're going nowhere. Losing wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. They'd get two or Justin think a Herbert change or would... Chase Young. Change would be good for Andy Dalton. I think a change would be great for Andy Dalton. I really do. Give yeah. him a running game. Give him a chance to. Well, they win. don't have a running game in Chicago. That's been the biggest issue. Do they have a running game compared to the Bengals? Because I think uh, I have a running game I think, compared to the Bengals. I know the last three games they've rushed for. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I'm. Mean, yeah, we're comparing it to the Bengals. It, but put it this way, they they ran the ball seven times for seventeen yards. That's the last, huge compared to the Bengals. The last, 14 for minus two. The last three games, they've rushed for 2.4 yards per carry. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was interesting. I was watching press conferences yesterday. Matt Nagy, the head football coach of the Bears, says this to me. He says, hey, people, I'm not an idiot. I know we got to run the ball, okay? And so the difference is, you, and I've said this forever, and, and again, I get the – the cross size is you got to be able to throw the ball intermediately successfully to run the ball in the NFL. And the problem is Mitchell Trubisky is inaccurate between 10 plus yards. He just can't get the ball and he can't make the crucial th- throw on crucial situations. Third and 10 to keep a drive alive. He has a guy wide open on the sidelines, airmails it. I think his confidence level is so low right now. I really do, and I don't think they have confidence in him, although they say they do, Yeah, but I don't think they do. Well, trading for Andy Dalton won't help his confidence well, any. I mean, that was Siciliano bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Right? That's, that's, it's not, I don't, you know, he's in his, what, third year now? Mm, yes. Yes, I haven't seen the improvement that I need to see. Now, granted, he's coming off a, a separated non-throwing shoulder, so we'll see how he plays this week. I got to tell you. I got this game assigned back in uh, July. It looked a lot better on paper than it is right now. It's Bears and Chargers. Chargers. Who yeah. lost Whoa. awful. Whoa. Did you see how they lost? It was something goofy with a fumble out of the end zone. No, no, it wasn't. A three three shots inside an inch yard line, and they had two uh, touchdowns reversed on them. That's what it was. Then they fumbled, and Melvin Gordon fumbled. Ouch. On an inch yard line, Tennessee recovers, and they win. Mm. Two touchdowns were reversed off calls. Not good. Uh, we uh, hope you'll email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll review the show on iTunes. Very easy to do. If you don't know how to review it, go to uh, pleasereviewmypodcast.com, search Spielman and Hooley. By the way, the directions. Yeah. sorry, 
If I'm the Bengals, I make that trade in a heartbeat. I make a lot of trades if I'm the Bengals. If anybody wants Geno Atkins, if anybody wants A.J. Green. I mean, Muhammad Sanu fetched a two yeah. from the Patriots. Now do you uh, change your mind so, and, Yeah, and, A.J. maybe being a one yeah, for a desperate team? Uh, well, he's injured. He's 31. That's true. He's got a foot injury. I don't know. I mean, Lap, they're, they're, Lap told uh, Lance McAllister, our buddy from WLW Radio in Cincinnati last night, that they do not believe A.J. will play this week. So if no. you're going to trade him by maybe Tuesday, Maybe A.J. shutting it down. Making well, a business decision. Uh, it's interesting you say that because Lap says AJ was out working out at practice, all the stuff. All of a sudden, now no AJ. Nobody sees AJ. Yeah. Nobody knows where he is. So maybe he's on a trade block. And Geno Atkins just is not what I'm used to. This is the first year we're watching Geno Atkins play. He's just not the dominant force. And I don't know if that. Not trying to be mean or anything. It's just Father Time is undefeated, right? Yeah, when you're zero and seven, man. I, I, a trade would inv- I know oh, it shouldn't. Well, would it invigorate Gino? Invigorate you? Yes. I think I, think. I think Gino would be a, a good for another. If I trade him, I'd probably sign him to a two-year extension. I think I can get two solid years out of him. And the way teams rotate those inside defenders, interior defense alignment, I think he'd be a nice pick. I don't know what you'd get for Gino. Probably, I think he'd be doing well if you got a fourth. Or Geno Atkins. I think he'd be doing real well if you got a fourth for him. You're going to lose with him. You might yeah. as well lose without him. Uh, Dublin Buckeyes provides our Spielman and Hooley review of the day. He uh, writes, I'm very excited. He gives us a five-star review on iTunes. I'm very excited to hear Spielman and Hooley back on the air in C-Bus. Well, we're on the air everywhere with the podcast. Yeah, well, he's, he's in C-Bus. Thank you, Dublin Buckeyes. He says, always enjoyed listening to Spiel's insight on football as he breaks down the film. My screen went dark. Sorry about that. And delivers it in a manner fans can understand. The two of you complement each other very well on the air as your faith and friendship shines through to the viewers. Good. We have fun doing it. At least I do. I don't think Spiels has fun driving out here. Yes, we have him full, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little hurt you didn't ask me about the PRP therapy because with all my maladies and all my surgeries, I would think you would have said, hey, you ever do PRP? Because I, I knew all about it when you showed up this morning. I'm like, oh. I'm trying to keep all my stuff private. Okay. Very I got good. issues. <laughs> I got a lot of issues. That it, I, I I need to go back to my own self-medicating. <laughs> no, don't don't order anything from Bulgaria and rub it on your skin. I don't want to get a panic call. I can't do the podcast. No. I got a rash. Uh, Brown Sunday, 425 against the New England Patriots. Uh, I... Maybe nuts. No, I am nuts. I actually think they could win this game. So do I. It just okay, set up maybe for I'm that. not nuts. No, it's just set up that it's way. It's the NFL, man. Patriots played Monday night. Belichick and the Browns people are like, oh, he's going to shut them down. He's going to flummox Baker Mayfield. Uh, the Browns are backs against the wall. Nobody's giving them a chance. Yeah, that's it's all set up for this, right? And the yeah. Patriots are coming off, what, a 33-0 victory yeah, over the invincible of the Sam Jets. Darnold seeing ghosts, but you know the Patriots are much like Ohio State, which they look like robots. They're just winning robots, right? Led by their king robot and yeah. Tom Brady. Except Ohio State, we said the other day, are happy robots. I'm not sure the <laughs> no. Patriots are happy. Robots. They're happy because they win. Yeah. I mean, everything in the NFL is defined by happiness. If if the offensive line can hold up, I still think Dorsey's trying to make that move for Trent Williams. I think he is too. I mean, he Wasn't wants. Wasn't it odd that he sort of said, "I guess yeah, it takes two, two to tango." Take, like, yeah, I'm not going to deny. I'm calling him. Yeah, it's like when I, I kept calling uh, my wife now, Carrie, three times. I can't. Don't get a call back. Hey, 
<laughs> you know, it's my last time coming in, man. <laughs> I'm circling. This that's is it. Funny. You got to pick up, or we're, that's it. Ball game. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, and Joku's the trade piece that makes sense because he's hurt. He's on IR, and the Browns. I don't want to say they don't need him because he's a good player, but Ricky Seals Jones is doing a nice job, mm-hmm. and they have an abundance of receiving talent. I mean, if they want to trade Richard Higgins, if they want to trade, yeah, I'd, I don't think they're trading Landry. I don't think they're trading Beckham, but they've got an abundance of talent. They need offensive line help. This is the last week they don't have Kareem Hunt in the lineup. That's going to be an interesting pairing. That's why I think they're going to take off the second half of the season. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Um, yeah, but they got you, weapons, do you man. Spread. I mean, do you make sure you get all the all the balls to the guys? And like, how are you going to you going to take away carries from Nick Chubb? To I give don't know. To Kareem I just Hunt? know if both those guys are out there. If you put Kareem Hunt in a slot, or you're running him out on uh, yeah. on uh, patterns, that's a difficult yeah. that's a difficult guy to deal okay. with. Then you're taking one of your other guys off. Then you're yeah, taking one true. of your receivers off the field, or taking. Oh, you know, why you can't we're go. Freddie Kitchens. He's supposed to be able to call <laughs> those plays and scheme it up. Get Urban up there. He'll figure it out. Urban to the Browns. Urban to the Bengals. Urban to the Cowboys. Urban to the Fighting Irish. I've been told by somebody that Urban would never take the Browns job, but I don't know. Never say never. Um, Browns do have to get it going. I think, uh, are they two and five? Two and five? No, I think they're two and four, right? Because they had a bye week. I think they're two and five. Uh, Okay. Let's check it. I think if they lose, they're going to be two and five. But of course, you'll double check it and make sure. Then again, just like we do with the Bible, uh, yes, you're right, Mister Spiel. (laughs) Okay, very good. Maybe I'm count. This is what I am. I'm counting the Patriots game as a loss, which would make them two and five. Because I said if they drop to two and five, then you have to win the division because you can't be a wild card. We're just going through this exercise for what? Why? Why are we even going through this exercise? Well, because if yeah, they're two and four. So if they really? go to two and what five, a shocker! You're right, Mister Spielman. Can <laughs> <laughs> we put that on a hot key like this one? If you want details, you're gonna have to find it on Twitter. I'll just hit a button. I'll say you're no, right, Mister Spielman. But it's amazing to me that every time I tell well, you, I Bruce, already have counted this, this as an L. <laughs> Bruce, it's this. Of course, yeah, I know it is. But let me quadruple check. You want me to give you some credit as an NFL analyst <laughs> on the national television network or something? <laughs> What that I actually know the home team's record? Yeah, prep all the time. I, no, just think about it though. They had a bye week. We're in. We're going into week eight. Week eight bye week. Eight minus one. Okay, six games. Right, got it. Okay, all right. Um, but I, you know, nothing would surprise me. Sunday afternoon, they could win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game comfortably. Nor would I be surprised if the Patriots just stone them. I, Baker's got to play well, right? This is a team. Yeah, that'd be nice. Here, no, that'd be what, refreshing. But here's the thing: I, I think he has so much ability. Like I've said that. I, I mean, I really like the way he plays. I do too. I do too. I'm worried about the offensive line. Can they hold up? And by the way, if you watch the Patriots, how cool is it that John Simon is finds? Isn't he a, like he's like Vrabel Jr. Like he's like the same body style. He can do all kinds of different things. Yeah. He linebacker and rush. He's the perfect. All Patriot. they haven't done with John Simon yet is throw him a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. He just had to go through the Texans to the Colts to a couple other teams to get to yeah. the Patriots, and of course, you know Urban, one of Urban's all-time favorite oh, one players. One of Urban's but, all-time favorites, yes. and he is. It's fun to watch him uh, succeed and do well. But I think for Baker, if he eliminates the turnovers and that defense can hold up, which is I saw that defense with the Browns play really, really good, and I've also seen them play really poor. 
So any type of consistency from this team, but it, it's uh, it's all set up for the for the upset. It really is, and so I'm glad you brought that up because I agree with you. I'm going to pick the Browns. Ooh. And say that the Patriots get their first loss of the year. Okay, well, that'll certainly revive Brown's fever in Cleveland. Uh, We will talk a lot more about Ohio State-Wisconsin on Friday. Uh, We end every uh, podcast with a faith discussion. Today is brought to you by West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating, servicing all of Central Ohio. Their Lennox high-efficiency products will lower your heating costs over time because, look, you can have a furnace for 20 years Invest the money and get a Lennox high-efficiency furnace from West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. You'll save money up front because they'll give you hundreds off. And if you have plumbing issues, whether it's a repair, whether you're doing new construction and you want to add a bathroom, there's no job that they can't perform, and they will do it great. It will show up on time every time. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating on the web, westjeffplumbingandheating.com. Call them on the phone, 614-879-9606. Remember the name, West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. What do you have for us today? We have emails as well. Yeah, once you do the, uh, the uh, faith discussion, do the email. I, I do have one that I wanted to bring up. All right, very good. Uh, we will go to that one. I got to research. Got one this morning from Lori. Lori, we'll get to your email on Friday. Uh, here is one from William. No, Bill. He says, "When did the two of you first start working together?" Was that a mutual decision, or were you paired together by a network radio channel? Podcast is great. Keep it up. Do you remember? Yeah, unfortunately. But. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, we worked that? together at The Fan uh, on a noon show, Spielman on Sports, from noon to one, and we never had a conversation before you walked in the door the first time to do the oh, first really? show. We, we never didn't. had a conversation. Is that important? My... my um, interactions, and I put that in air quotes, my interactions with you to that point were two brief instances in my life. Number one, on the day you were drafted in the National Football League draft, when I called your house uh, right after you were picked by the Detroit Lions, what pick overall? 29th. 29th first. overall pick. <laughs> Second round. Okay, I didn't say it, you did. And your lovely mother, Nancy, answered the phone, and I said, yeah, I'm Bruce Hooley from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. I'd like to talk to Chris. Congratulations. He's just been picked in the NFL draft. How'd you get my home number, by the way? I believe I had it from uh, the late Steve Snap. And uh, the lovely Nancy Spielman said, I don't think now would be a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So that was the first one. Second one, I was going to... A game, Ohio State-Iowa game. It was a Friday uh, uh, Friday morning. I was flying out of Port Columbus. I pulled into the lot right there by the terminal. And, you know, there's three lanes, and there's a truck in the lane next to me getting its ticket, and I'm getting my ticket. And I noticed as your, well, it was you in the truck, although I didn't know it at the time, the little gate thing was down, and my little gate thing Did was down. Did I run down. it over? No, wait. We were there. I could see up ahead of us. One primo parking spot. One. Right. I mean, the primo spot in the entire lot. I, I never heard this before. And I'm like, oh, I got to race this dude to the spot. And something came over me. Some altruistic faith thing or something. I was like, no, let them have it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll let them have it. So I went and I drove and I drove and I drove and I drove. And I found a spot way far away. And then a little car came. A little pick-me-up guy came and got me. And I got on the bus, and then we pulled up to the primo spot. 
And standing at the primo spot getting on the air shuttle was none other than Chris Spielman. Oh. And I thought, you really? were probably going to your Fox gig in LA. ESPN gig, probably. No, it was a, I'm a, back then you were doing oh, the yeah, Fox yeah. gig. Oh, yeah, Friday morning, yes, I was yeah. doing the Fox. Yeah, that's way back when. And I thought to myself, oh, that's interesting. Like, I, And I said, hey, Chris, how you doing? And you didn't have any Must have been America West flight. Yeah, must have been. And I thought later on, it's probably good we didn't race each other to that parking spot or it might have made our first show on the fan. Would he, uh, awkward. Would I, I would have gave it to you if you needed it that bad. Know. Well, I didn't need it that bad. I gave okay. it to you. So, yes, we were paired together. So, we did a show I never talked to you before? Our we first never show? talked. We You're never like, me. said, hey, here's how we're going to do it. You walked in <laughs> at like a minute to noon. And we're like, hey, I'm Chris. And I'm like, hey, I'm Bruce. <laughs> Let's go. And off we went. But I will say we had like pretty instant chemistry. Yeah. Because I, you called me, you know, the newspaper ilk, and I called you the voice of the pampered athlete. And we just <laughs> went back and forth at each other. So we had, we had a lot of fun with. No, it. I I know that you had a you were smart. You were starting to transition out of the print business I and was. into the media business. And Eric Red Dog Kalen mm-hmm. was the one that was probably Bruce Hooley's biggest fan and got Bruce. I think you owe a little bit to Eric of getting. I owe started. a lot to Eric. You you had a show with you Eric. did a show with Eric in the morning. That's when I first started. Yeah. And when they would have me in to take your place when you would leave on. Thursday and Friday yeah. or Friday, I would take your place. And that's how they uh, yeah. grew interested in me. It worked out. It did work out. Uh, Jordan emails the show. He says, I want to take a minute to let you know how much I enjoy the podcast. I'm originally from Philly, graduated from Ohio State in 2013, Fisher College of Business. I travel for work Monday through Thursday, so I have a lot of time to take in podcast content. Uh, he says, Bruce, I've been a fan of yours for years. Wow. wow there aren't many of those. Oh, I, I says, am. But Chris, you're a role model. My dad's originally from Bell Fountain, Ohio. Jordan, I'm from West Liberty, Ohio, just eight miles south of there. He says, I was born and raised a Buckeye across enemy lines. As I've grown up and become an alumnus of Ohio State, I've started expressing less pride in the product our football team puts on the field as opposed to the people we develop. Uh, similar to the podcast, Chris, you're at the top of my list of the people we've developed. Thank you for going above and beyond representing what being a Buckeye is all about. It's nice. It's very nice. It's very nice. Well, I think uh, just, I mean, yeah, Ohio State is being much more than a football player. I mean, there's a certain pride that I take in being an alum and being a graduate of that university. And uh, I think for the most part, um, my biggest... uh, I think the biggest thing that I associate Ohio State with is the is the breast center and the breast cancer fund that goes far uh, further than athletics would ever could take me or ever yep. go and just above and beyond, which is I never dreamed possible that we would have an association with Ohio State outside of athletics like I do. Uh, final email of the day, Spielman and Hooley podcast at gmail.com comes from Brad in Canton. He says, I really enjoy the show, guys. Listen to everyone. Uh, enjoy the podcast format. My question is, what do you believe happens after death? Do you guys believe in a final day of judgment for all, or do we reach our judgment individually? I've heard good arguments for both from faithful believers. Looking forward to your thoughts. Also love Spiel's angel story, and very cool to hear he grew up on 36th Street in Canton. <laughs> I live just a few streets down from where he grew up. Uh Nobody really knows what happens right after death. I do believe there we're all going to be judged. I think it's called the bema seat. I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but it's a judgment. I have heard that. Yes, the it's a great judgment. white throne yeah. judgment. Yes, and we're all going to be uh, refined by fire, I, I guess, or I don't. 
I just think that there is a final judgment you have to answer for your life one day. Doesn't affect salvation, but you're going to have to give an answer. Well, I believe there's two different judgments. There's a judgment, um, you know, for unbelievers versus believers. Uh, and if you're an unbeliever, uh, you're going to spend eternity separated from God, which is the loneliest, most desperate uh, you've ever been, tormented. Um, is it like doing a podcast in Hooli's basement? <laughs> it is hard for you to fathom way worse than that. It's like doing a podcast I, I in could, Hooli, I could it's like resist. doing a podcast in Hooli's basement where you have to walk to my house and where our cat is all over you during the show. And you're like burning. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I, don't Chris. Look, I don't. I don't mean to make light of it, but I, I can't. No, sometimes, I mean, you have to it's sometimes. Fine. You and, have to. But I do think, yeah. In, in yeah, there'll be judgment for believers. You're going to be, have to give an account. Yeah, what I, we I, did. you'll see your deeds, and you'll see. You know, you'll be reward, you'll be rewarded for your deeds, and all those kinds of things. So yes, uh, I do. Now, whether that judgment happens. The minute you die, or whether it is after uh, Christ's second coming, I would say that the Bible would, the way that I interpret the Bible, and the way that I've heard pastors interpret the Bible, is that that judgment day will be at the end of time, but that you certainly will spend um, eternity with Christ, absent from the body, present with the Lord, is something Paul writes, the thief on the cross. Uh, Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. So whether I know Catholics believe in a purgatory um, as a, as a, I don't know, I'm not a Catholic, but I'm a Christian, um, we could have and probably will have sometime a long discussion about purgatory. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying. I don't know. A holding area. I've heard, you know, there's a story in the Bible the about same. the rich man and Lazarus where the rich man is in a great, excuse me, the rich man is in a in a very is in torment. Lazarus is not. But whether that's heaven and hell, it's not really that clear. But yes, I do believe it. To me, it's like the timing of it is not that important, Brad. It's that it is going to happen. Right. I absolutely one thousand million percent believe that there is going to be judgment, um, and you're going to be rewarded for your deeds, or you're going to have horrible, horrible regret for the fact that the gift of salvation was there free for you to take, and you didn't take it. Yep, I concur. Uh, So now we had one other email that uh, I was not able to act on for today's podcast, but maybe we'll get to it next week, and that is someone has requested that we play music at the end of the podcast so that they know the podcast is ending so that the next podcast doesn't automatically play because I guess they don't want to listen to the same podcast twice. All right. It was said very nicely, but that those are the kinds of helpful, helpful suggestions, suggestions yeah. that we want because we want it to sound professional. We want it to be uh, convenient for you guys. So keep your suggestions coming. Remember, tailgate party, Stover Farms Custom Meats, 4000 Presidential Parkway in Powell. Mention Spielman Hooley Podcast. Get 15% off. Really good people. And, again, eat like Mr. Football. Cade Stover, Buckeye linebacker. That's his family. Their farm in Mansfield, Angus Beef. They grow it. They butcher it. Direct to you. Stover Farms Custom Meats, 4000 Presidential Parkway in Powell. 15% off. Enjoy your Wednesday and your Thursday, and we will talk to you again on Friday.